Hey, Dada, how do prices get made? That's a good question. This is the Understand Life Podcast, where we are helping you turn life into lessons. I'm your host, Leonard Neiman, and with me today I have Alyssa Neiman and Vice President Malachi Neiman. Today we are going to talk about the law of supply and demand. Have you heard of that? No. No. The law of supply and demand is the bedrock principle of pricing and markets and competition. The way it works is rather intuitive. If there is only one of something in the world, what am I holding? A snake. What kind of snake? A yarn snake. Yes, a snake made of yarn. If there was only one of these in the whole world... Then it would be worth a lot. Why? Why is it worth a lot? Because there's only one in the world. And because people want it. Wanting it is demand. That's what demand means, is that somebody wants it, and ideally more than one person. Because if only one person wants it, then there's no excess demand. If there's only one of them, and more than one person wants it, then what happens? The price gets higher. The price gets higher, because both people keep bidding the price up until one of them decides they don't want it that much. So it, the price keeps going up until what? Until either the person doesn't think it's worth that much, or they're broke. Yeah, so generally somebody decides it's not worth it anymore to pay it that much. So that's the demand side. If there's more than one person that would want this particular yarn snake, and there's only one of this particular yarn snake in the world, then those customers would form a demand for the snake until you bid it up until everybody drops out except for one person that says, yep, I'm still willing to pay that price, but nobody else is, and then it gets sold for that price. Now, what about on the supply side? If there's more than one of these, then what happens? The price goes down. Why? Because more people can have it. Yeah. So now instead of the price that the only single highest bidder can get to is what the price is set at, instead, if there's three of them that are exactly the same, it's the three highest bidders. And then the same principle happens if there's 3,000 or 3 million of the same good, then it's the 3 million highest bidders that would be able to get one. So that is, in general, the law of supply and demand. And this is often represented on a graph, which is going to be hard to express maybe in a podcast, but I'm going to try. And the way the graph works here, I can do it visually for you guys. This is called the y-axis is price. It goes up and down. And on the x-axis is how many people want it or how many there are available, depending on if you're talking about supply or demand. And then there's usually a line that's on this graph that goes from the top near zero down to the bottom, down at the end with a, a million of them. For supply, what happens to the price as the quantity goes out? To provide more and more quantity, the price has to be what? Higher. Higher for supply, yeah. For demand, it's what? The other way around. For more and more people to want it, so the quantity is increasing, what has to happen to the price? The price has to be... Lower. Lower, right? At a lower price, more people will want to buy it. And then the concept is that 
There's the two lines for supply and demand that are on this chart, and somewhere they cross, and where they cross, that's what the real price is and the real quantity that's going to get sold. That is the basics of the law of supply and demand. There's supply and demand. Demand is how many people want it, and supply is how many things of that thing that you have. Are available to be sold. Yes. And in general, businesses usually can supply more of something, but then the more they supply, a lot of times there's extra costs. If they're going to make a good, it costs money to make that extra good. So the price sometimes will go up with additional goods made. This is not talking about economies of scale. It's a whole other concept where the more you a single person makes, the cheaper each one is. We're just talking the higher the price is, the more people are going to want to try to sell it because, holy crap, I can make a bunch of money if I try and sell something because the price is so high. So the higher the price is, in general, the more people you're going to have try to make that thing. And so then supply goes up. For demand, when the price is high, the quantity desired would be what? This is people that are buying. Not as many. Correct. When the price is high, the demand quantity is low. And when the price is low, the demand quantity is high. High. So you can see on this chart, there's like a line like this. And then for supply, it goes what? The other way, right? Mm -hmm. If the price is near zero, does anybody want to make those things? Sell no, those no. things? But if the price is super high, then the quantity is... Bigger. Larger. Yeah, exactly. So if you have one line that's going from the top left to the bottom right, and one line that's going from the bottom left to the top right, what's going to happen to those lines? They're going to meet eventually. they got to cross somewhere, right? <clears throat> Not necessarily. Not necessarily, but usually. That's true. Technically, you can have a market where there is no price, where essentially the quantity, the spot where they cross is actually at negative dollars. That could happen, right? Where the quantity is just, it doesn't work. That is possible. But usually, what happens? They, they cross. Yes. And so when they cross, what does that tell you? How many people want it? Yeah, how many are going to get sold and... How much money it is. Yes, that's the theory behind supply and demand. Now, do you think that that always works out perfectly? No. No. <laughs> no, not perfectly. But do you think that in large quantities especially, it usually works out sort of, kind of? Sort of. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. Also, I called them lines. They are lines. Do they have to be straight lines, though? No. no. Do you think that they could be curved? I, I bet they are. Yes. They usually are. They usually are, exactly. They're usually curved because when you go from having only one of something to having two of something, what happens to the price? Goes down. Goes down by just a little bit? A lot. Probably a lot, right? Yeah. And when you go from two to five, how much do you think it goes down? A lot. A lot. A lot, right? But when you go from two million to two million and five, how much do you think the price goes down? Not that much. Yeah, like nothing, right? And so that's why it's a curve. It's not a straight line because it's very rarely that the same price increase is seen for each quantity across the board. Great. Joke time. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back to talk more about supply and demand. What do you call a snake that works for the government? I don't know. A civil serpent. Brumpt. <laughs> We'd also like to take this opportunity to remind you of how you can support us, which is by becoming a patron at Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash all one word understand life. Thank you so much for, for your support. support. We've been talking about this 
in terms of an individual good, like this yarn snake. Yep. Or it would also apply for pillows or beans or houses or anything where you have an abundance of a specific good. Or coconuts. Or coconuts. Yeah. It can also apply in terms of companies. So if a company is the only company that makes a good, then how much control do they have over the price? 100% control. Yeah. Apple makes the iPhone. They're the only people that make an iPhone. Right? Other things are considered a commodity, where the item can be obtained from a lot of different companies, and it's exactly the same. Like rice. Yep. If you get one brand of rice over another brand of rice, does it really matter? No. So that is related to prices because there's different parts of what's called a supply chain. When I buy an iPhone, Apple made the actual iPhone. They're the only ones that produce the whole iPhone. But in an iPhone, there is the glass, the plastic, there's all the inner parts, which are chips and silicon, and those all come from a bunch of different companies. And so Apple's costs are dependent on their ability to get those things from different companies. Some of those things may have only one supplier as well, or some of them might be more of a commodity. That's the term that I used, meaning lots of different companies can produce something that is essentially the same. And so when there is a good that's a commodity, that generally drives prices which way? Down. Because I, as a buyer, can do what? Buy it. Yeah, but I could buy it from... Somewhere. A different place. A different place. So if yours is just as good as yours, if you start increasing your prices, I'll just switch and go buy it from her instead. But if you're the only one that produces something, then can I just switch and go buy it from her? No. No. Or if you're only one of a couple people, then I don't have as many options to go and switch. So what can happen is that sometimes a company is the only one that produces something. So we're using Apple, iPhone as an example. Since they're the only company that can create the iPhone, then they have an exclusive market to the iPhone. How many companies can make the iPhone? One. When that's true, then a company can see over time what the demand curve is for their good and can actually pick the amount of supply that they want to in order to optimize their profit. It's math. Since they can see the demand curve, they can figure out, essentially form their own supply curve to be at a spot where the quantity and the price are optimal for profit and not for revenue. What usually happens in a normal competitive supply and demand mechanism is that the profit usually isn't maximized for a given company because if they're making a whole lot of profit, then other companies will see that, will enter the market, have competition, and then drive down that price because now the total supply goes up. When supply goes up, what happens to price? It goes down. down. Because of that competition. That's what's supposed to happen in a market. So what firms try to do, like Apple, is differentiate their product. Like I said, Apple's the only one that makes an iPhone. Yes. Are they the only people that make smartphones? No. No. So what does Apple want you as a consumer to think? Do they want you to think that an iPhone is just like any other smartphone? No. No. What do they want you to think? They want you to think that it's special and better. Exactly. That there's only one iPhone. That's it. Well, actually, there's like millions of iPhones. I mean, they're the only ones that make the iPhone. They want you to think, I want an iPhone, not I want a smartphone. 
Because there's a big difference, isn't there, for Apple? Yep. Yeah. Those are the main forces around setting price. What was your question? How do prices get made? Do you think that answers the question with supply and demand, individual firms, competition? Definitely. Definitely. Great. I guess we're all set. We hope you learned something this week. Because the more you know, the the more more you grow. Malachi, Alyssa, and Leonard, out. Thanks for listening. We've had people ask what they can do to help us. Right now, the number one thing we need is listeners. So that means having you continue to listen to every episode, which I hope you just want to do because you liked it, and telling others about the podcast. That is what we want most of all. But if you're looking to help us out financially, that would be really, really awesome. You can do that by becoming our patron at Patreon. For those of you who haven't heard of Patreon, it's a website that helps us, as creators, to engage with our supporters and receive your financial support. You can get there by going to patreon.com slash understandlife. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash all one word understandlife. Thank you so much for your support. And if you're telling someone about the podcast and they don't know how to listen to podcasts, you can send them to our website, which is understandlifepodcast.com. That will redirect them to leonardneeman.com slash podcast. Anyone can listen to the episodes there, and we will help them find other ways to listen too. We've been talking about this in terms of an individual good, like this yarn snake. Yep. Or... I think I've heard this before. Because <laughs> I stopped recording. <laughs> Do you think that answers the question with supply and demand, individual firms, competition? Yes. Definitely. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Okay, great. I guess we're all set. Join us next time for Understand